because I really wanted to play that song specifically with Seema Funk because that's yeah, like my I favorite did. song of his. And so sick. Ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here today yes. to have an incredible conversation with a newly minted two-time Grammy winning. Oh God. Just ripping the classical world, a pioneer from time for three, Nick Kendall. So dramatic. Oh, thank you. Thank you, studio audience. Thank thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what we, we have a real studio audience. It's just like this. And then you just see me just like, Stop. so Nick. <laughs> What's up, Elmo? Bro, you just won two Grammys, man. Congratulations. Thank you so much. How, how does that feel? Um, well, we were up real late um, after, after the whole thing. And we were all like, all right, we got to go to sleep just to make sure it wasn't a dream. Um, but it's huge. It's deep. Um, you know how it is, man. It's like when you're an artist, especially a group like us, two violins and a double bass, and we're starting to sing now as part of what we do. It's like, what the fuck is that? So, all right, so let me interrupt you right there. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Time for Three is... Two a, violins and double bass. It's a trio consisting of two violins and a double it's bassist. Gonna, yeah. And they are ripping through the classical world. <laughs> They're getting people's attention like me, who I'm not. I mean, yeah. I really do enjoy classical music. Yeah, I've always listened to classical music. I have a deep appreciation yeah. for classical music. But I'm not like, yeah. I'm not in the scene. I'm not like, you know, I, know. I, don't, I don't have my finger on that pulse. It's a whole other world, yeah. as we're going to talk about. And uh, But the second I discovered you guys, I was like, oh, man. Like, you guys you guys harness so much energy. Yeah. And then if you people see you play live and they're just like, yeah. this is amazing. I don't care if I don't. I didn't knew I liked classical music or yeah. whatever. You guys are just unbelievable entertainers. The show is crazy. So time for three. And they were nominated for two classical Grammys this year. And they just won both of them. I mean, let's get it. I mean, it's, it's so you, the question is relevant because um, this moment for us in our, our life and our career is huge because like I was saying, two violins, a double bass. I mean, we've struggled with that. I mean, and even within the very niche world of what we call classical music, which is super tight, but often elitist yeah. and very judgmental. Yeah. Um, and for good reasons, um, but also the underbelly to that is there can be a lot of negativity there um, and cynicism. Mm. And sometimes, well, so most of our career has just been an uphill battle. Um, we are definitely the misfits in that niche world, especially the kind of music that we play, which is where through improvisation, we write a lot of our own songs, um, a lot of collaborations, but the energy on stage is really wild. And in the context of a staid audience, you know, dressed up to the nines, and generally speaking, an older audience, um, it's a little bit intimidating and also kind of indescribable. Mm. Obviously, once we play, we win everybody over. Yeah. But getting to that point and trying to describe what we do to people has just been impossible. So, you know, a Grammy nomination like we got a few months ago was already a huge win because it's our community 
um, acknowledging that we are excellent, that mm-hmm. we are achieving something, even if it's different. Yeah, it belongs in the arena. And then, of course, with this win, now suddenly I've I've never had so much attention on my cell phone ever in my life. I mean, I maybe one a few times I'll miss like twenty five texts, but now I'm up to three hundred text messages I can't deal with in emails from presenters, bookers, conductors, fellow artists who are all just really behind this win because our industry needs change big time. Yeah. Our industry needs change. Like, (laughs) I mean, it just needs it. And it's happening now, especially during the pandemic, all the things that we had to deal with as a country. Mm. Um, there has not been diverse representation in our field. Yep. And now it's happening. Yep. And so with a weird group like us, experimental on the fringe with this nomination, uh, with this win, it just, it allows, I feel allows a lot of people who are kind of like doubters to say like, okay, change is happening. And a group like time for three belongs and are celebrating with us. So it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge on a, We could talk about the artistic stuff, but you know, in life, you know, this is our, also our daily bread. Yeah. And it's good. It's so that balance between artistic freedom and then also knowing that, okay, our career is going to be good because of this acknowledgement from our community. That's huge. So uh, we are going to go back and I want to talk about how you got to this place, Yeah, but to just talk for this moment for a second, because today is Tuesday. <laughs> the Grammys were on Sunday. Yeah. So we're filming this two days after the Grammys. You just won those Grammys. Yeah. So with everything that you've, all this that you've built up and what you've done pioneering through classical and, and doing it your own way and now, and now getting this win, when they called your name to win the Grammy, Dude. what did that feel like? So, you know, like, first of all, our category um, was stacked with the current superstars of our world. So Mitsuko Uchida, pianist, she's an incredible artist. I mean, I she she is a goat. Um, Danielle Trifonoff, um, um, and the other Hilary Hahn, violinist Hilary Hahn, um, and this other guitarist whose name I'm forgetting right now, and I super apologize because his album was what he was up for was amazing. But you know, we were we did prepare to be just like all right. We're winners anyway. It's going to be okay. You know, the nomination was enough. So I think all of us were surprised at the pressure cooker opening up feeling we had when, mm-hmm. so the album is called Letters for the Future. So the best, so it was LeVar who announced us. <laughs> but he, um, but anyway, when he said letters, we, it was like an explosion of pure energy and it was um i think it's just kind of like years and years of built up pent up feelings of all of the all of the amazing moments but also all of the challenges that just kind of exploded it was amazing man and none of us were sort of like it's like we don't remember that moment and getting to stage 
<laughs> we don't remember that walk. You looked but. comfortable on stage. You gave that speech really good. You we, were ready. You had your phone in hand with your notes. You were like, okay, there's a chance just in case I'm going to get this. No, it, the reason I don't remember the walk is because I was typing what to say <laughs> on the way up, right? No. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Not at all. That's so, but you're like, oh my God, we won. I'd like to thank, thank David. You, yes, yes, yes. Okay, guys, who else Ross. do we think? Yeah. <laughs> David Ross, for sure. Yeah. Go team, go team. The reason why I uh, have made friends with you, actually. Yes, it's through... I mean, that's another... Big shouts to the management team. Park doing, Avenue artists. Park Avenue artists doing a great job. They've always, they've always said that they love working with Time for Three is because we bring heart and we're normal, hu- good human, hopefully good human beings behind whatever thing we do. And that's really who they are, right? That's yeah. who you are. That's who Alex Curlin is. Big shout out to Alex. Big shout out to Alex. Um, and, and also Seema's manager, Colin. I mean, these are... These are you guys are community builders. I've always felt like I'm an artist that builds community through my art, mm. through my music. That's all I want to do is through my, my violin is just an avatar from my heart to the outside world. And to be around good people is, is great. But then those good people who can bring in their communities together that before this time, before you had this jam jam, you have to go through agents and record deals to be on a collaboration. No, it's just good people coming together. And now we're getting to interface with Seema Funk, mm-hmm. with Ibrahim, with Big Frida. I mean, she respected what we do. She was like, you guys backstage. She was so kind. Awesome. Like really saw us and, yeah. and appreciated what that would never happen, bro. <laughs> So Nick is talking about because we just had the Jam Jam. We did the first Grammy Jam Jam a couple of days before the Grammys and Time for Three played with Big Frida, Tank and the Banga, Seema Funk, Ibrahim Malouf. So, so, so sick. And many others. And and more. We had like seven. That band y'all put together. Put together a crazy house band, of course. Had to. Just, had to do that. You just found them on Craigslist. They were looking for work. Not. Jam card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A vetted Craigslist with modern day technology <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> with a beautiful UI and UX. There's a trophy behind you for best UI UX. Oh, there it is. Really? It's in the shot. Best UI UX at the Good Design USA Awards. Jam card. So time for three played, which was great. I was super excited because, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of you guys. I saw you. I had seen you play once in person, right? Which right. was a private show at a yeah. house, which was beautiful and amazing. Yeah. But I hadn't heard you on a system, yeah. And I hadn't heard you in front of a audience in the round with all the energy that the Jam Jam creates. So I knew I was like, this is going to be great because I knew you guys. Were, I was hoping to create an energy that you guys could feel and then feed that energy and do your oh, thing and make this make make it spiral, which is exactly what happened, which was awesome. And then I was also like, I want to see Time for Three play with a sick band, dude. Also, like, let's give you Stevie Wonder's drummer and see what happens. Stanley Randolph, let's get it. Let's give you J-Lo's music director with Kanye's music director at the same time and, uh, and just stack that band. And, and that was sick. It was, man. I uh, mean, it, it, like, we were there for, we were watching the sound check while they're working out the other stuff. And, you know, in, from our world in classical music, um, if you have collaborative artists coming in, like quick collaboration, put something together, usually you're handing out sheet music. Yep. I mean, I know we, they all had their iPads because they're like doing a million songs. So it's just like little roadmaps here and there. But generally speaking, it was incredible just to see the band work, work out with each other. In, in classical music, it's like chamber music. 
Mm. It's the same thing. It's just really amazing skilled artists working it out on the spot. And then to do it with us, I mean, we barely, we ran it like once. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we know what to do. Not, we even, didn't even, not even one full run through. No, yeah. not even yeah. one full run through. Yeah. And we didn't talk about style. Yeah. We didn't talk about tempo. We didn't talk about, you know, you're going to come in on the second beat or whatever. It's just like, yeah, no, no, we got you. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about exactly where they're going to come in. Yeah. They could just feel it. Yeah. Feel it. And we just like, you know, climactic moment. And we looked around and they're like right there. Sick. Kind of became bluegrass in that moment. It kind of, yeah, 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 yeah it was yeah, kind of yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bluegrass <laughs> thing, right? Whatever. It was sick. Yeah. It was because crazy. you guys are incredible at building these arcs with Time for Three. Thank you for saying that, man. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's what you take people on a journey, which I mean, yeah. is a lot of classical music in general, right? For sure. It's a narrative music that should feel like you're watching a movie. And, um, and you guys do that, but you do it in such a modern way that is so distinctly you and make, well, that's what makes you guys unique. And that's why you won the Grammys, even up against other goats. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it was great because I knew that to have you guys in the context of a jam jam that I was probably introducing you to 95% of the room. Right. Uh, 99. <laughs> but I also know how unbelievable you are. And I know that it's a room full of music lovers. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, and because it's like excellence is excellence. Doesn't matter. I, I hate labeling genre, anything like that, or trying to make you anything that gives you a perception of, oh, will I like this or not before you even hear it or give it a chance? I try to eliminate that. No, that's, but, that's what I feel like is, has been so valuable about knowing you. It's very similar to how Time for Three feels and how I feel. I mean, we were talking for a minute about my thing at Lincoln Center in New York. My goal there, I have a series there um, that I curate, and it's supposed to demystify what Lincoln Center has been from the past, which is really exciting because Lincoln Center is one of the most famous addresses in New York. However, it's been this castle on the mountain for the few and not the many. Mm. And with the new the new the new suits up there and and the new um president essentially henry timms who's young who's a real visionary wants to completely flip that mm. and the programming there now is completely unrecognizable from its past i mean shanta who's the new artistic head um my boss who's amazing she comes from the public theater after the pandemic she got the job and she's it's really become a community space which was the founding purpose of Lincoln Center mm. to be a community space that houses some of the best um, in classical music, but now it's really trying to evolve. And my purpose, my little piece of thing in there is in my world, I feel like I know a lot of artists that play with such heart and not just from classical music, but from all genres. And what I do is create collaborations just like you're doing um, in smaller degree when they play is genreless. They mm. go through the genre and it's only one thing, which is heart. Yeah. If you feel something. So like a string quartet with an R and B singer and maybe uh maybe some sort of world percussionist. So the string quartet maybe play like a second moon of Bartok string quartet, which shreds. Bartok's music just is so intense. Meter changes left and right, but in the hands of excellence who are beyond just the technical thing but the technique is serving the music it's heart and soul but then they spread out and create these luscious chords for like a beautiful singer like india carney for example mm, okay. and 
So anyway, I'm, it's, it's, uh, I don't know how I got on this train of thought, but, um, it's very much like that, you know, and that's again, talking about this community and talking about Cham Cham, having time for three in that setting was genius on your part, but we were, it's not, we weren't playing classical music. We were playing music. Oh yeah. And you set it up in such a way that humans who appreciate that and who are not on their phones. I mean, obviously everybody is, is sharing, but they're connecting with the music. They're present. They're, they're present. Yeah. They're really, focused. they're really soaking it up. So fulfilling yeah. for us, man. And you guys, um, you opened with, uh, Chacon and Winter. Winter, Chacon and Winter, which was amazing, which is an arrangement of Johann Sebastian Bach. Elmo has Jam Jam ever had Bach <laughs> as part of Jam Jam? No, it has. Yeah. Let's shit. get it. <laughs> Let's get it. And you guys murdered it. And it goes, obviously it, it, it grows and it's, and it's, you had everyone, no one knew what to expect. I right. Know. And it was just like completely engaged pin drop silence listening. And that you talk about arc yeah. Yeah. and, and I think that is something that we plan very strategically yeah. in our arrangements because in order for two violins and double bass, but amplified um, in order to, for the payoff to really be earned, which is that huge climactic thing at the end of that jam. We do kind of like bring it forward, but then bring it way back. Yeah. Bring it forward a little bit more, bring it way back. And the dynamics are crazy. Dynamics, yeah. arc, everything. Yeah. And then you're doing that. I don't even know if it's called double bowing and that or whatever. It's, called, <laughs> it's like, it sounds like double notes. Yeah. It's just 60 notes. As a drummer, it just sounds yeah. like you're playing a double buzz roll, but with your, with your bow on the violin. Hell yeah. Bro. Crazy, dude. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah, you guys killed it. It was amazing to have you at the jam jam. We're definitely going to do it again. Um, that was just the beginning and got to bring it to Lincoln center. I know, dude, we got to make this happen. We're got to be manifesting this. Come on, dude. Ugh, we're almost there on the plaza on top of that fountain audience in a circle. Come on, Shanta. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make the most unforgettable night in New York ever. Classical music meets modern music, like modern classical meets just a genreless night of excellent yes. music. Yeah. That's and jamming. Jam, improvisation. The fact that you guys are imp improvising, that does not happen in classical music. You're sticking to that sheet. I mean, now it's happening more and more, Elmo. Yeah. It's like, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times when we're in our career, we're very lucky we play with, you know, the top orchestras in the world. Um, not all of them, um, hopefully more of them when we come, but um, the generation before us um, really kind of grew up with music in front of them, mm -hmm. but, um, but still um, incredible artists, but yeah. they are generally following the script, yeah. so to speak. Um, but there's a new generation because of the internet, because, because yeah. like time for three, honestly, the way yeah. we started doing this was like in high school, a way to like reach out to our friends who didn't have any idea what, what it is we're doing. We'd start playing arrangements of Britney Spears on our violin. People are like, oh, shit. First of all, love Justin Timberlake. Just yeah. love, you know, whatever's on the radio, but on a violin now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you want to yeah. play in our field. That's cool. Yeah. And there's so many young artists who are, are doing that now. Mm. And classical music traditionally has been about, you know, this, this sort of... Um, idea that you have to do something a certain way but now with creativity happening it's so wide open and artists are coming to that field and playing what they want to play yeah which could be a Jimi hendrix arrangement 
or a simafunk groove mixed in with Palestrina or Percolese mm. or maybe Bizet or these are or Shostakovich. These are all classical works um, mixed in. So it becomes like a recognizable playlist of every young person's uh, Spotify account or whatever. I mean, yeah. it's no longer just one genre. Yeah. It's music that they love. Everybody's curating their own stuff, including classical artists. So it's, it's cool. It's starting to happen. Yeah. And you guys getting recognized is going to make even more attention go to you and seeing how you guys are doing it. And that'll influence the next generation yeah. even more. And it's going to get better and better. Hopefully. So you mentioned that there was like, you know, the classical uh, music scene, let's say, like yeah. needs to change. Yes. Um, what are the main things that you're going up against? Obviously now you're breaking through the barriers, but like, what are the things that are, that make it difficult for time for three that you need to go up against? Well, I mean, there's just so many rules. Yeah. Um, there, which is good. I mean, you know, I think there's a, there's always been, I'm, my mom is from Japan. My dad is um, from the States, Caucasian, but there's an Asian kind of adage I've always gone by, which freedom comes from discipline. Like, if you really say something, it just can't be free all the time. It has to have some sort of structure. So the fact that classical music and the system and the business does have structure that you have to work within is good to some, res to some respect, but sometimes it becomes stifling. And, um, I think again, it's, it can be very judgmental, um, very clicky. Um, it's also the, the fact that these, and a lot of people don't realize this, but the biggest orchestras in the States um, are nonprofits. So I did, not, I did not know that. Yes. So this is a nonprofit institution. The mm -hmm. idea of orchestras very much kind of like the museum or the library. It's the board who supports, puts millions of dollars into these institutions to enrich the community. Mm. So all the philharmonics and everything are, are all nonprofits. Wow. And so it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's really wonderful because who starts these nonprofits. Is it like a museum? Is it a government? No, it's a board. It a, it's a, a board comes together board and then comes together and they all donate. I mean, you know, these family foundations that have yeah. to give away money anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want, they'll give it to the museum. They'll give it to the boys and girls club. They'll give it to the local, whatever they love and the symphony, if they, if they enjoy that or value that yeah. in our history, the change really needs to happen from the board level. And it is because those have also been very exclusive, right? Generally speaking, white, rich, white people, older males, probably. And just across the board. Yeah. yeah. I um, mean, that's just, that's just how it's been. It's not bad that it's been that way. It's just how it's been. That is how it is. Yeah. And it, because it's a European, this is a European art form, the classical music, right? Um, and so in the States, the boards have not been diversified. Mm. They haven't been open to it or know to be open to it. And now everybody realizes that if you're really calling yourself a community center, like an orchestra is a nonprofit, then we have to act like it and we have to look like it. So from the board level, we're seeing change happen, which means Amazing. that the staff is starting to look different. Yeah that the local communities are now, you see people of color now on stage, yeah. so that the local schools, inner city kids, now don't only see a certain kind of face, they see, they recognize themselves, and they Amazing. say, I never thought of playing the violin before, but that's so cool. Yeah. That, 
my girl Ty Murray is up there playing and maybe I can do that. Yeah, I can do it. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, that's, there's a lot of stuff that needs to change, but that's something fundamental that's happening right now. Amazing. Which is a huge positive thing. Yeah. It's great. It's really great. What are the leading, uh, what are the leading, I guess, c- cities that are doing it uh, or the f- leading Philharmonics? I mean, I can say that this album, Letters for the Future, that we just won two Grammys for, just dropping that in there again. <laughs> Don't forget. Um, we recorded that with the Philadelphia Orchestra, which is one of the world's best, incredible orchestras. They play with so much heart. The Philly sound. Yeah. The Philly sound. Let's coming, talk about coming it. Coming across in an orchestra. Yeah, Amazing. Home of the Roots. Come, I mean, some of the best, just, you know, Jill Scott. Yeah. You know, Lauren Hill. All this, um, all of this... Uh, Great music making from there. Actually, I don't think Lauren Hill's from um, Philly. But anyway, um, the orchestra, the Philadelphia Orchestra has really embraced this. Their composer in residence is an African woman, African-American woman. Um, actually, this year it's not, but um, they have their programming is so diversified. It's mm. beautiful. I'm, I'm going to be doing my kids' show with them uh, next month. Nice. And the program is just so it's, I mean, it's everything from all genres, um, from all backgrounds. Um, and we're going to, the whole week we're going to have the whole Kimmel center full of children. So cool. I'm emceeing. I wrote the whole show with so the, cool. Orchestra. the New York Philharmonic is doing huge things, including building a whole new concert hall, the David Geffen hall. Um, but they're really acknowledging this moment. the the LA Phil the LA Phil here in this town is doing huge amounts with Dudamel, um, Chicago Symphony. I mean, everybody's doing it, but these are some of the ones that come to mind. Dude, I got to hang with Dudamel recently. No, yeah, he's so cool. Has too. he come here and done this? No, he hasn't. Yeah, we got to get him on the pod. Let's get Dudamel on the pod. But Gustavo, he was the, he Maestro. was such a sweet guy. Yeah, he is such a sweet guy. Yeah. So much heart, and he's such an amazing musician. Yeah. I actually hung out. It was me, him, and Tiffany Haddish. Oh, is that what? random or what? <laughs> that is random. Great night. But that's amazing. It was a great hang. No microphones, though? There wasn't a conversation? It was no, just a but, hang? No, but we were freestyling. Wow. I was beatboxing, and uh, and Tiffany was rapping over it, and uh, Dudamel was probably composing in his head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a night. That's it was awesome. quite, she was like, tickle me, Elmo. Tickle me, tickle me, tickle me, Elmo. And I was like, I don't like when people say that, but you do it right. No, you do. You yeah, do it right, see, Tiffany. You do like that. You do like that. Um, yeah, okay, so that's great. So, so Philly, New York, LA are all pushing forward, helping modernize yeah. and, and break down. I guess, I guess it's, it's going to happen with time also, right? Because, I mean, you and I, how, how old are you? Uh, 22, just turned 22. God, come on. No, I'm you're, kidding. You're I, I was born me. in 78. I'm 44, bro. You are? I'm 44. Wow, you look great. <laughs> Thank you, man. I thought you were younger than me. No. I'm 38. No, I'm older than you, bro. Podcast over. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, okay. Well, congratulations on looking Thank you, so schvelt. Um, it's that half Asian blood, bro. That's what it does. That's what it, I would have guessed you were like freaking 31, dude. No, man. I swear 44. to God. Okay, good. I feel better. Um <laughs> So anyways, still, we're, we're still in the same generation, right? Because like, as time goes on, like we're approaching where our peers are becoming the leaders. Yes. Right. And as we become the leaders, I think that our generation is going to open up and lead diverse boards, yeah. um, diverse teams, everything that's happening, uh, 
is stepping in the right direction when it comes to people our age and younger. Yeah. Right. And so, of course, when you think about classical music being hundreds, you know, these boards probably gone for hundreds of years. Yeah. Right. So there's going to be yeah, old white people mm -hmm. right, or whatever it is. And that becomes institutionalized. Mm -hmm. But then so now with time, it's going to keep getting better and better because think of where we're at right now. You just won a Grammy already now. And like, think of where you're going to be in five years. Yeah. Right. Five, yeah. Just five years from now before you've been in your fifties. <laughs> so, so let alone, <laughs> sorry. So let alone, well, I'm saying, fuck you, Emma. <laughs> okay. So think about 10 years from now when you're in your fifties. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yes. And yep, I'm in my yep. late forties. Yeah. Um, where we will be as uh, figures of our community, yeah. right? Because yes. I feel like you and I uh, have a lot of integrity and we're very yes. authentic, which is how we got to where we are yes. now is from not just saying that from people, no, prove, from proving that, yeah. right? Yeah, so yes, yeah. So now uh, assuming that we stay alive, hopefully, not just us, but the entire planet and society. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> um, in 10 years, you know, like it'll be you and me and our peers yeah. um, that are at the, at the top making these decisions. And I have, I have, uh, I have faith in our uh, generation and those younger than us that we're going to be making the right decisions. And it's going to be a really beautiful, more fair, more equal world that represents the actual world. Yeah. Right. And, and humanity, hu humanity at large. So, so that's really exciting to me. And there's already things happening. Like even the Academy, the recording Academy has massive changes happening. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's really great and you can see it, you know, and you can see it. Um, and I think, you know, not to really not to this honor that we got of, of um, winning two categories. Um, but it was also, I, we, I think, I sincerely think that it's our community acknowledging that because our project is so different, um, than what has normally been in classical music. That is also the reason why um, maybe there was so much support behind us. It's mm. also just a really, I'm so proud of this record. Um, there's so much heart and intention and effort that we put to make this happen. Um, but so it, it I, I think artistically it stands on its own, but it is so different than, because it's all new. And in our world, like all the music that's on the album is written in the past 10 years. Mm, it's awesome. So the first uh, one of the piece actually was written during the pandemic that actually got the other award, the best classical composition. Right. And this Kevin, Kevin puts, puts Kevin puts Pulitzer prize winning and the other Kevin puts and the other composer, Jennifer Higdon, yeah. most played composer in the whole world. Jennifer Higdon, who's also, also Pulitzer, also Pulitzer, Pulitzer prize. prize. Um, Insane. she wrote that for us about 10 years ago. And, um, but yeah, man, I, I also think that, the pandemic, um, through isolation, I think people reattach themselves to each other. Yeah. I can say that from my own personal life that my wife and I got closer together because, because, you know, as a touring artist, you know, this, you're constantly on the road and then coming back for like maybe a couple days. And she and I were like on best behavior when I come home. Yeah. So we never get into shit. Yeah. And, so you're kind of like living on the surface, but the pandemic made us all stop yeah. and coexist. And she and I learned how to coexist. Yeah. We learned how to fight. We learned how to go through our challenges. We learned how to just do all the things and be a team. Amazing. And that's love. That's the goal. That's love. And 
and then we had our child, um, which was all part of the plan. But I feel like what we went through is what a lot of people went through. Yeah. Is learning is instead of being kind of horizontal in life, people became more vertical Mm. and deeper. The roots are now. And so I do agree with you that I see a lot of roots going deeper and the, the trees are now going to be able to grow taller. That's beautiful. And I hope that we can nurture that. I think what you are doing with David Lai, Ross, our managers, David and Ross, Alex Curlin and the others, I think what you guys are doing is so needed and so powerful. It's definitely the intention of real creators who want to be around this kind of community. Again, sorry to repeat, but it's genreless. Yeah. It's all about people with a lot of energy and desire to connect with each other musically, but also who have real good intentions. For sure. And um, that's beyond color, background. It's just basic good people who work really hard in their way to get to where they are. They're fully committed and they're dedicated to a better future and they want to say something with all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's, um, that's what you're talking about is, as we're planting those seeds and we, and so long as we nurture that, we're going to be good, but Definitely. we have to, but it's an ecosystem. So we have to be careful for sure. hundred yeah. percent. By the way, my band, my band, they wish they could be here. They, I know. We were, I thought we were going to have all three of you, and they already flew out. Right? They have, they have yeah. flew, flown out, but they were really, they, they would be right here. And it's Renan Meyer, double bass, and Charles Yang, violin, and uh, um, the other two guys. Big but, shouts to both of them. Yeah, huge shouts. Man, you guys are an amazing unit together. I, I feel I can go into battle with those guys, and we get each other's back so much, and, and there's... I've I've had a lot of great music making opportunities and collaborations yeah. um, in my life, but it's funny because the way you guys play actually is kind of battle esque. Well, the three of you, the, it's how you absolutely face, how you go how you lean in and out of we, each other. We play we, and that's why I think it works. Is that you know we'll put so much energy out at each other, yes. but then it comes right back. Yes, and or, you're supporting when someone's leading. And the I was just going to say, yeah. And, and that's like intense listening, intense in the moment. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times where when you, you know this Elmo, like when you're on the road, even if it's an exciting thing or whatever, you get tired. And, but as soon as we start playing, the sound is right. The room feels good. It's just, it just happened. And it's because there's so much effort and intention with the three of us. Yeah. And being at the center of that, actually, this goes into the AI thing really well. Because if you were to sit, and we've had people s- sit right between us, it's so fucking intense. Because you so can hear cool. individually the three of us, but then you hear it all together. But with AI, I feel like one of the things I hope for with Time for Three. So Charles Yang, he had he just got his girlfriend got him the Oculus nice. thing. And I played it for the first time. Was like I like almost fell off. I almost fell over because I thought I was falling off like, you know, a hundred story building or whatever. It's, it really trips you out. It's fucking crazy. It fools your mind for sure. But then I was like, man, what if, what if we could have our group do like an album with that? Like you're sitting or standing right in front of our soundboard because like, it's not like we're playing like what you play drums where it's not predictable what we do. How do two violins and a double bass and our, now our vocals 
why are people talking about us? And well, if you experience us, we don't sound like two violins and double bass. Mm -hmm. We sound orchestral full rich there's so much heart in it so i feel like that would be really cool to do like a whole ai album i hope i'm not giving away an idea no it's okay and by the way we do that on this show oh fuck we iterate um will will my idea actually be picked up will we be signed to a deal like that you could i mean it's up to you to make it but the thing is it doesn't matter because even if anyone else was like oh i'm gonna try that idea they're not gonna do it the time for three way oh they're gonna do it different oh you're gonna do it in the kendall way no 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 they're not they can't that's why i tell people my ideas i tell people jam cart's future plans what i want to do because i'm like go ahead copy it (laughs) try you better work as hard as we do yeah true you better have better connections than we do oh shit well it's just like it's true though no no two even if you even if you and i if, if I give you an idea and you take and we both build it, we're going to execute it differently, period. Totally. Even yeah. if we were on the same team or different teams, you're gonna, it, 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 no two visions will ever be executed exactly the same. I hear you, man. And on top of that, it's also really hard to actually execute a vision and most people quit. Yeah. Well. <laughs> most people quit. Most people wouldn't get to the point where you are with time for three. <laughs> two violins and double bass. <laughs> starting, starting this classical trio that's, that is not exactly appeasing to the current boards exactly. of classical exactly. music. Most people would do it. And then after a couple of years, be like, fuck, this is hard. Oh, fuck, I got pushed down. They said no. They said no. They said no. Screw it. I'm out. I'm yeah. just going to go play Mozart as I should and be in the Philharmonic and that's it. Right. And like, that's not, that's not you, you no, know, you pushed, not. you pushed through it. We did. It and takes a shit ton of work. Yeah, it takes a shit ton of work. It takes it takes resilience and perseverance. Yeah. And 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 resilience wins. And I know that so like a lot of when we talking to, you know, like kids who want to know how do we do what we do, when you get to our level, when I say our level, like where we are in our career, it's it's like seventy percent of it is like email, communicating with your team, you know. Just, just, and then the rest of it is maybe touching the instrument. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah pra- talent is one thing, and then your luck and your execution and everything else is majority. Now, on top of that, you're in a band. Yeah, man. Right? Like, big shouts to Joshua Bell, but true. But he's he's but a, he's one person. He's one person, right? And like, you could just have chosen to do all Nick Kendall. Right. right, but you chose to go in as a trio, which yeah. means you have a band, which means that you have two other partners yes. in this, and their opinions matter, their feelings matter, yours matter, everything, and that is hard. It's it's amazing, man, because every artistic decision you make, you know, has to be a compromise. Yeah. But if you thread the needle correctly and you do it enough and you and you and it also has to do with, like I was saying, how much I trust and value these two other artists who I've found who were so on the same page. Giving up a little bit of your thoughts amounts to a greater good of the whole. And it, you know, I, I, I personally feel like that, that's hard, really hard to do, but when you actually achieve that, it's, it's undeniable. Yeah. And, and especially with, I think that's one of the X factors of why it works between us. Like put us in the context of any audience or any situation like Jam Jam, people are under seeing that interplay and that compromise for the greater good mm-hmm. um, while giving it your all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's teamwork. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's how you make the dreams work. I don't think this has ever been said before. 
No one's ever said that. You just coined it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty brilliant. Yeah. But <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Jam cards, a ton of work, you know, like, and totally, we all, every, uh, big shots to Christian yeah, and base in this room. It's a lot of work. And, and Katrina, Katrina. On our team. Katrina's killing it. She's running the jam jam too. Like all of us together and Katrina. Caroline and, and everyone there's, there's, you know, there's a lot, it's a lot of people going all in and it's a lot of people that really care because if yeah. you don't care the, the, the team is weak yeah you know you have to have a bunch of people on your team that care and you got to communicate to everybody and they got to communicate to everyone as well and it's hard it's hard to keep uh momentum it's hard to keep uh high spirit when <laughs> shit's difficult and a lot of things don't work out yeah and you got to be okay with things not working out yeah. knowing like it's okay others others will you know and and then i have to make sure that Food is on the table. <laughs> yes. Uh, everyone's, you know, bills are paid. Everyone's paid. Everyone's happy. And we have enough projects in the pipeline to where everyone's busy and everyone's inspired. Yeah. Because if the team's inspired, and I mean, I have to make sure I'm inspired. Totally. Or else my team won't be inspired. Yeah. Right? And. Um, oh, but you are inspired, man. <laughs> I am inspired. Thank God. I right? mean, again, like, seeing, you, seeing you get on Seema's song. You oh, literally becoming Seamus? the, you go from being the empresario and this visionary and this leader to becoming a fucking kid who, a talented genius prodigy on the drums and you fucking bang the shit out of them on time. I mean, it was so cool to see you do that. I mean, I've seen you online do that, but I've never seen you play live. Thanks man. But you are, that, that's cool. And that, that's everything you're talking about. You it know? also, that's. Hey, that's why everyone's like, you look so happy when you're on the drums, right? I mean, well, I'm like, well, I am. <laughs> and it's, uh, I don't get to drum as much as I used to, obviously from, you know, from when I was 10 yeah. until I was 30, yeah. I drummed all day, every day. Yeah. And, uh, and then starting jam card, I don't have time to drum. Right. Like I was like, fuck. Cause I really wanted to play that song specifically with Seema Funk. Cause that's yeah, like my I favorite did. song of his. And, uh, so sick. So I really wanted to play that song. Um, and you have the best of both worlds because I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, this is like mutual as, as, um, admiration club here, but I feel like one of your strengths, you're such a communicator. Um, and at, for me, you know, like I, I feel like I am bigger than, and with Charles and Renan, we're bigger than just the instruments that we play. Yeah. Um, so you can create this community, which incorporates all these other talents of yours. But then at the end of it, it's still about being a musician and an artist and you get to do that. So you get the best of both worlds. And yeah, and that's why it's important for me personally to just drum at the Jam Jam even for a moment because A, it reminds me why I do this and how I got here. Yeah, I got here from doing music for 20 years, yeah. right? And drums being my thing. That's how I built my reputation. That's how I built my cred yeah. was drums. And then and then I started a business, but then it's good because so A, just me, me getting to drum just reminds me even like, oh yeah, this is what I actually am. Yeah, And, it, and it's also... Shows the community, I'm one of you. We're yeah. all the same. Yeah. Right. I'm not just, I'm not some like business CEO. I'm, I'm a drummer that had an idea and have just been executing on it for and like come, almost 10 years. Come now. be part of it. But yeah. And be part. It's a very, it's the most inclusive. It's the most inclusive thing. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, 
So it's important to me just for my spirit to to drum and be and to be like, oh yeah, this is this is who I am. That that's me as a child. Yeah. My inner child is a drummer. Yeah. Right. And um But it allows all of but you you create a space for all of us to be ourselves. Yes, dude. Thank you. You that's create awesome. a space. Let's repeat that. <laughs> you create a space for all of us to bring to be ourselves. And that you can't there's no amount of money that will ever live up to that feeling. And especially when you're around a bill like you put together, other incredible mind blowing fucking artists. And you get to be yourself in context of that. You get to lean into what you know you're meant to do. And for us little trio to be able to do that. I mean, that's, that's like the, we were backstage and then we for, we were like, Oh shit, we got to get out to hear our boy Sima. But we were backstage after that in that little storage room and we were just like, <laughs> what the fuck? That was so intensely satisfying. And again, like you were saying, to get that crowd to be quiet. Yeah. It wasn't about being quiet. It was about them being engaged and listening. Yeah, and yeah. that's a human feeling, you know, that's, that's like, oh, dude, thank you. Thank you for being you. Dude. Well, thank you for acknowledging that. I appreciate that. But that, that's really what, jam card is and the jam jam is a collection of people that are encouraged to be themselves yeah, man. and to do themselves. And, and that's, what's so, uh, uh, electric about it. And that's, what's so cool is now that there is a, a, now that it's a known community yeah. and, the, and the jam jam has a willing audience that wants to be there. Yeah. They go there with the open mind. Yes. They walk into the room yes. with the open mind of, I just know this is going to be awesome. No expectations, yeah, but yeah. with high expectations. Exactly. Exactly. And then they walk in and, and I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, here's a classical string trio. I love that. Check this out. And then you guys destroy it. And then two days later, you win both Grammys. No <laughs> well, big deal. Was, I mean, no big deal. And it was because of you. It, <laughs> it was, was not because, because of, of me. You. Get out of here. It's not because of me. Wait, can I tell you, can I say, I, I thought I was rolling. I'm so fucking pissed that. So I saw, um, it was, I think it was between, you had an artist after. Oh no, it was when Ibrahim was playing. I was by the dressing room by that tall stage there. I saw Will I Am come on come in. Yeah. And he he was no one was allowed on that stage except Camera Cruz, but yeah. of course it's his fucking place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came up and he and I saw him just go like wow. Like and I thought I was rolling. I didn't cuz I wanted to show you that. Uh, and I locked eyes with him and I was like and he didn't know who the fuck I was. And he was like, "Yeah, whatever, kid." Wow. <laughs> he was so impressed. That's awesome. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely a special night. Yeah, man. For sure. And Will was just one of those people. When it comes down to it, he's just one of those people that was just like, Whoa, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? This is amazing. This is amazing. Um, and that's what yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that it's gotten to there. Yeah, man. So um I heard from so we ha- we share a publicist. <laughs> yeah. Jim Merlis. Big shouts to Jim. Big shots Love Jim. to Jim Merlis. He was there that Good day. Which, that was a great full circle legend. moment. Legend in our field. Oh, yeah. Legend in legend. the field. Nirvana. Nirvana. Dude, stop there. You yeah, know, that's it. You know, you know, we should get Jim on to tell this story, but did he tell you his, has he told you his Kurt Cobain stories? Um, I'm sure, because usually when we have those conversations, we're drinking, I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I... I feel like I have, but go. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna. Right, I'll just tell. Yeah, we should have him on to tell the story. But I'll just say this: our our mutual publicist Jim Merlis, uh, 
when one of his first gigs was he was at Geffen and he got assigned Nirvana and he was Nirvana's publicist and yes. they kept him there because Kurt Cobain liked him and Kurt Cobain didn't like anybody. Anyone. He hated everyone. Yes. And he felt that Jim was just like a cool, I mean, Jim was probably, I don't even know how old he was then in his early twenties, probably. Um, and so Kurt Cobain liked him. So he kept it because Co Cobain was known to like fire everybody. No, yeah. one, no one wanted to be around him. He hated everybody, but he liked Jim. And so he has a bunch of Kurt Cobain stories and Dave Grohl stories from Nirvana, yeah, totally. you know, which are just insane. Like stories of just him and Kurt, like when it, when, when it would be like, you know, dressing room times and everyone's away and it's just like him and Kurt. Yeah. Because like everyone's like, Oh, so, so I feel like the reason for that and why Jim has been so successful and maybe it's what you're getting at. It's like you, his, his values and um, the way he just who he is. It's like, you trust him. Yeah. It actually, Alex, our boy, Alex Curlin, he was, um, we were having a conversation with him. Renan asked him, so what's the next step? And Alex said, you know, he said a bunch of amazing fucking dope shit. But the one thing he said is like, I never want to put myself as a persona in front of just making the connections happen. In other words, he doesn't want to become a character of a manager or whatever. And I think with Jim, he is so, you would never, if you met Jim on the street, you never know how much of a goat, how powerful he is. Mm -hmm. Like he picks up the phone to any agent or any booker and they will listen to Jim because he only will work with you if, if a few things really hit him. Yeah. And he's not trying to be a personality in the field or, I mean, this is just me talking, but yeah, yeah. Um, he's such a good man. He's such a good man. He's a great guy. I love Jim. Um, so, so yeah, so Jim told me, he was like, he was like, talk with Nick and ask him because his grandpa <laughs> brought Suzuki method to the, to America or what, what is the story of this? Yeah. So that's awesome of Jim. Well, actually. And, and also for anyone listening, will you say what Suzuki method yeah. is? Yeah. So the Suzuki method is a very famous way of learning how to play. It started as, as just the violin because Dr. Suzuki from Japan um, was a violinist himself and a pedagogue, but now it's for any instrument um, and also wind and brass, I mean, um, and percussion. Um, and really briefly, so Dr. Suzuki um, studied in Europe um, and was basically um, classmates with Montessori, with Rudolf Steiner. So these are all like big thinkers and philosophers. 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> and thought leaders. And then he went back to Japan and then the war happened. And of course, Japan got bombed and was, you know, was just destroyed and fell apart. And for and what he learned through his education in Europe, um, he, you know, he learned that music was this thing that young children could pick up and have a better life through music. And so he started playing folk songs and teaching young children as early as two or three years old through listening and imitation, because he knew from African music, that's the way tribes communicated by music, through messages, through certain rhythms with drumming, drum patterns from one distance to another. That was their internet. That he knew that children could do the same thing. And suddenly he figured out that they could advance by adding on, 
as they grow older, you add on more technical difficulty through every song and you can actually create a curriculum through it. So he created the Suzuki method. So that was like really a beautiful thing because it was his way of bringing people back together after the awful things that happened as a result of World War II. Wow. And it's not only about, and it turned out his philosophy was not only about just teaching people songs. It was also a way to learn because as we know, music education, education through music, you develop all these incredible tools, discipline, routine, structure, listening, working in a team setting, um, making beautiful sound feeds your soul and only nourishes you as a human. The Suzuki method is very much about the parents or the mother having every day, 15 minutes when you're two or three years old, doing something positive together. So the parents learn how to play the same instrument. There's so many incredible things about the Suzuki method that is much more than just playing the instrument itself. Anyway, all that was happening. My grandfather in the United States, finishing up his degree as a music educator at Oberlin College in Ohio, um, he and a few educators saw this video come out um, on CBS um, of this airplane hangar in Japan filled with no older than 12-year-old violin players, um, just something like 500 kids playing the concerto for two violins by Johann Sebastian Bach. And at that time, a lot of people in the Western world thought that a concerto was too advanced for young children. No, if you just practice and you have routine, you get good, you can do it. You can do anything. Um, So it was mind-blowing. So he got a grant to go over to Japan and actually observe what the heck was going on. And he saw the brilliance and the intentions as a philosophy about what Dr. Suzuki was doing. Went back to the States, gathered together more educators, went back for a second time to Japan. Everybody got excited. Then he got a lot of funding to get a really famous classical soloist, cellist, Pablo Casals, who's, he's, he's amazing. He's no longer on, on you know, he's no longer alive to lead a tour group throughout the United States and eventually the rest of the world. And so a lot of it, my grandfather's credited for being one of the first, well, the pioneer essentially of the Suzuki method from Japan to the United States and then consequently to the rest of the world. That's so amazing. It's dude. cool. That is so cool. Yeah. Is he still with us? He's not. He's oh, not. Man. It's been a couple of years, but his, uh, but it's funny, like, you know, I think, I'm not saying anything new, but my relationship with my grandfather, I mean, I knew he was famous and everything, but mostly as a young kid, they owned this beautiful amount of land um, in central Illinois, not central Illinois, um, western Illinois. Um, But my biggest memories of him was actually just working in the wood shop or like making clay pots with my grandmother. And every once in a while, I... Well, it happened every day. I have to have a lesson with my grandfather, but it was yeah. a pain in the ass. <laughs> I hated it. But obviously now in my professional career, his influence and the influence of so many of those first wave of teachers is just so fundamental and huge. I mean, think about that, man. Your, your grandfather brings Suzuki Method. Your grandfather brings Suzuki Method to the States and his grandson ends up winning a Grammy yeah, I'm sure he's, for classical. Dude, can you imagine how proud he is? Like, yeah, that, that's, that's gotta be a really powerful feeling. 
Well, he always, I mean, the, what he taught and what all great teachers teach is to, and why the Suzuki method and why I think education through music for young people are so essential is that it's just building up really solid structure, like really, you know, just, it wasn't about, and my, my family, my sister is a professional cellist. She's actually in the Philadelphia orchestra again, the orchestra that recorded this album. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, Yumi Kendall. She's she's amazing. But my my whole family, including my grandfather, never wanted us to be professional musicians. They just wanted us to have a quality upbringing, which of course included music. So I think he'd be really proud the fact that his structure and what he did resulted in me f not only being successful but doing something wildly different than what I studied. Yeah, so, and, now, yeah. And, now, and now you're carrying the torch. I'm carrying the torch. Dude, that's amazing. Thank you, bro. And your grandkids are going to talk about you. Yeah, yeah. He won, <laughs> you won a Grammy. And he wouldn't stop talking about it ever since he well, won. I don't know. <laughs> dude, I'm so happy for you, man. Thank you. Thank that, is, you. that is incredible, dude. It's, it's a beautiful life. Anything else you want to talk about with Time for Three? I mean, I just, I think we're, you know, we've been around for a minute. Um, but now are just finally, it's like coming into maturity and finding ourselves, and, um, we want to keep on creating, exploring. Um, obviously we want to be trailblazers within our little niche world, but we are vehemently wanting to collaborate with others who don't normally hang in that space, yeah. but we want to invite them to the space, Yeah. but we also would love to go to their space and we're doing that. I mean... Give me, know. give me some names. Who, who, who can I help? Well, Seema, for sure. I mean, Seema Funk, time for three. We Let's saw go. him in the hallway. We took multiple selfies. Nice. Um, he's the best, dude. <laughs> he's such a, he's, he's such a, a honest musician and artist. Um, Ibrahim, I mean, we're talking already about doing some Amazing. stuff. Um, we did, we actually did something um, last year. We played on Summer Walker's album. Oh yeah. I heard about that. It amazing. was sick. So love cool. Renaissance. Those guys down in Atlanta, they're they're like these collection of brilliant minds. Yeah. And because of Ross, our manager, who has a relationship through Yeba and all this stuff, um, the idea of having a, a, a group that can come in and just improvise on tracks was like novel to them because yeah. usually they have to have somebody to write out music. But we were just listening to the music and responding. So we'd, we weren't told who we were hearing like the voices we were sort of guessing who it was, but they wouldn't tell us because it's like, they had to keep it under wrap. Really? It was like, all right, here's a track. And what would you guys do to it? And we're like, so we listened a few times and we sort of jam on stuff. And then we kind of came up with a hook. So we ended up on constant bullshit. And that, that hook, that string hook is us. That's so cool. And it was just created right there in the studio. It's amazing experience to do. We want to do much more of that. I'm going to play it. Not do right, it. Not right now, but I'm going to line yeah, it up. It, for, for everyone listening on amp, we're going to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constant bullshit. It's Constant more. bullshit. Summer Walker. She is the shit. And what do you want to do with Jam Card, dude? Let's, let's, oh let's my brainstorm God. right now. Man, my... Well, I want to bring it to... I, w I would love to bring it to Lincoln Center because I've already talked to... I want to actually include the brass section of the New York Phil who are all unbelievable players. And have the brass section just there. But let's get Quest. Let's get um, James Francis. Let's get, uh, I don't know, 
just everybody. <laughs> I mean, your list. There's some, you know, like we had. We you and I had a couple brain creative brainstorms in trying to put this together this yes. year. Yes, can we make it happen this year? We're gonna try. I think it's it's exactly what they want to do. It's just there's a huge after the pandemic. Um, there's so much disruption. I mean, you know, talk about an ocean liner. Yeah, that can't turn on a dime for good reason for sure they're trying to be more flexible everybody's trying to be more flexible in the in our world but um but you know there's so much so many people lost their jobs and the people who are there are doing the job of like 10 people still covid protocols are still in effect yeah they have to be so careful and yeah so it isn't it's it's not because they don't want to do it right it's because it's just about trying to figure it out when you know a lot of my projects it's literally shanta keeps saying it's i just don't have humans to run the thing so yeah. but i mean she's done it i mean i've been able i just presented danielle ponder nice danielle ponder can i just say Would be awesome. danielle ponder she yeah. is we got to bring her for sure she is unbelievable for she's sure. on she's just blowing up right now we've, we've helped we've helped build a live band for her oh, really yeah yeah dude she is she is, she's going to just explode. But anyway, um, but yeah, they're trying, they're trying. We'll, we'll do it, Elmo. We'll do it. Let's get it. We'll get it. I'm ready. Can we do it this summer? Uh, I can't commit to it, but I'd love to. <laughs> I'll take it as a yes. <laughs> You're still artist in residence for Lincoln Center? Yes. Amazing. I'm, I'm there. It's an honor and privilege and yeah. It's and great. you're doing the Continuum series? I'm doing a version of it. A I mean, it was, it? it's because of the pandemic, a lot of, I don't, I couldn't hold that that series that I had a real strong vision for. Right. Um, but now I'm just curating very specific projects within the context of what Lincoln Center presents. So it's cool. So cool. Yeah. Well, I want to be a part of anything you do. my friend. <laughs> Man, that's on tape. That's awesome. Let's go. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. Let's go, Nick. I'm ready for it. All right. Elmo. Well, congrats on your Grammy wins. Thank you so much. Congrats on new fatherhood. Thank you. And everything. It's beautiful. And uh, keep doing what you do, man. I'm here Thank to support you. it. Keep breaking down the walls and you're going to lead the next generation into a much better place. Classical music is getting better because of you, my friend. Thank and you so all much. of Time for Three. So shout yes. out to the whole trio. Yeah. Renan and Charles wish they could be here. And David and Ross, big thanks. Yes. Park Avenue artists. For bringing us together. We, I think, Christian, you met David on Jam Card. That's how it all happened. Christian met... Uh, oh wow, David on Jamcar because David is on Jamcar because your manager yeah. also happens to be conductor of Phantom of the Opera yeah. and all this other incredible stuff. On top of once again, uh, uh, musician doing business yes. as well, amazing. We love love David, and uh, and that's and that's when we that was how we first got together and first yeah met. yeah yeah. And we even scouted a a really small intimate venue in New York together. And it was so sick, but I was like, it's just too small. So it's just but too the small. vibe was sick. Yeah. The vibe was so sick, but I yeah. was like, we're going to pack this. It's going to be a problem. Just like what happened last week. And there was a, there was like <laughs> more than, more than half the line did not get yeah, in. Yeah, we turned, so we, it was, but I mean, you know, that's what happens. Let me do make a public apology. If you did show up to the Jam Jam and you were on the guest list, we're really sorry. Uh, we got overwhelmed. Way too many people showed up. And the second we opened doors, within 15 minutes, we were was, at capacity yeah. and we weren't controlling the door. And it was just like, I don't know what to do. And the fire marshal came and it was like... Did the fire marshal come? Fire marshal came quick, dude. Came <laughs> quick. And so I was at that... Once the fire marshal came and the police came, I was just like, we can't cancel the show. You guys hadn't even started. It was at like 8.45. The show was starting in like 15 minutes. We were like 45 minutes in the doors. Music is about starting 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. 
The goal, I had no the goal idea. is now just make sure the show happens for everybody that is in the room. And there was a lot. Of, I had friends outside that couldn't get in. Yeah, we did. Too. We had tons of members. You did. Everyone did. Like people that we really respect were outside. So it was no disrespect. It was no. just like the the room was completely full. Yeah, and we couldn't get any other people in. And it's just we had, uh, you know, we just couldn't meet the demand. Yeah, we just couldn't meet the demand for it. And uh, but that's because we did our jobs and created something very special that too many people showed up. <laughs> no, it's perfect. So, uh, so we're really sorry if you didn't get in that day and you were on the list. We're really, really sorry. We're gonna do all we can to try to just get bigger venues. That's what we we just need yeah, to do a few uh, thousand but, people. Yeah, but the, but the intimacy, man, that's that's key. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's just to, we got to do multiple nights. Yeah, but then multiple nights are going to have too many people outside trying to get in. That's true. It's like we got to figure out a way where we can find a venue that's bigger that still feels intimate. Yeah. This one we did 500 people. So if we could do 1,000, right? Yeah. If we could do 1,000 people, it would be hard to make it still feel intimate. I feel like we did We did one. Uh, we did a private one that was 1,200 people, and it was it was kind of losing the intimacy. Was that the... It was, we did it, uh, it was literally the last Jam Jam right before. Before pandemic. Before the pandemic. It but was then like what was the Jam Jam out in Vegas? I mean, that wasn't, that was, that, that, part, that was part of the festival. Though. Yeah, so we've done, yeah. now we've done, since COVID, we've done two festival Jam Jams. Right. We did Life is Beautiful in yeah, Las Vegas right. with Jacob Collier yeah. and T-Pain and Steve Vai and <laughs> Mono Neon. And Just drop it. I need a broom. JoJo and, uh, and, uh, and that one was 15,000 <laughs> yeah. people. And then we did the Jam Jam at Roskilde in Denmark. Oh. With Dirty Loops. With Which Dirty were, Loops? With Dirty Loops and Wait, Friends. I missed that one. But Dirty Loops, they're fucking Dirty back. Loops jamming. It was Sack. so great, dude. That was 18,000 people. <laughs> and, and that was our first international one. That's like time for three size of crowds. Yeah. Keep for going. For sure. Well, we're setting, up, we're setting up a couple big boys right now. I would love to get you on one of them. <laughs> for sure. But, uh, thank you. That'd be sick. We're, we're there. If, you, if Elmo calls, <laughs> we'll, we'll be there. But honestly, the, the intimacy, though, is, I think, that's so that's where it's at and the theater and the round style you know that's 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 where it's at so good that's that's always the goal yeah well nick much much love bro thank you bro keep crushing the game thank you elmo lots of love to everybody nick kendall listening time for three check out time for three everywhere go see them live if you can if not jam the album jam their grammy winning album yeah (laughs) you got that they can't take that away from you now i know it's crazy let's go um i'm gonna play a song off your Grammy winning album right now for everyone listening to us on AMP. Big shouts to all of our listeners. We love you. Let's get it.